everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Big Batista along with Nathan Jones and we're transmitting live on 102.3 FM, truthfm.tv in Hollandale, Florida. So we thank you all for tuning in for today's program. Well, today we're going to be talking about a very important and exciting subject matter. And as we continue looking at God's mighty angels in the book of Revelation chapter 19. Well, today we're going to be talking about the mighty angels proclamation of the supper of the great God. So we pray that you can stay tuned to our program. Our lines will be open if you want to text in your questions or your comments. Our local number is 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. Or you can also text us at 321 end time. 321-363-8463. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if you will open us up with a word of prayer. I'd be happy to. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word together. And thank you for Pastor Vic and all the crew at The Truth Will Set You Free in Calvary Chapel, Aventura. Lord, bless our conversation so that those listening in may grow in their faith and their understanding of you. Thank you for giving us a glimpse into what the end times will show us. In your precious and wonderful name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones as we look at Revelation 19, talking about the mighty angels' proclamation of the Supper of the Great God. And today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here at www.twave.tv and make sure that you visit the various pages there. Wonderful information. If you find yourselves in the Hollandale area, make sure that you drop in and say hello to us. We're located at 517 West Pembroke Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. And of course, we have services on Sundays at 9 a.m. in Spanish, 1230 in English in Calvary Broward, as well as 1030 a.m. here at the Aventura Hollandale area. And of course, on Wednesdays, make sure that you come and join us at 730 for the Truth Will Set You Free if you make your way through the book of Revelation. So we're very excited about that. But before we continue, also want to encourage us to be watching and listening. Hey, we're in need of prayer partners. We pray that the Lord might put it on some of your hearts to join us in being prayer partners for our ministry, to pray for our guests and the various programs. If you're interested, remember to give us a call at 305-992-9537. We'd love to, for you to be part of our prayer partners. And of course, before we continue, very excited to have Nathan Jones back with us this week. Nathan, it's great to have you back. It's great to be back, brother. One of the features I love about T-Wave.tv is I get to watch as well as listen in, and you got a new setup there, huh? Awesome. Well, we try to switch it around a little, because if I leave it too boring, you might not want to come back. <laughs> so we're excited. So thank you, Nathan. Hey, I missed you. You were out last week. Talk to us a little bit about what were you doing. I heard you had some incredible ministry opportunities with your wife. Well, one thing about the evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries is we get to go and travel in different parts of the country and even the world to preach the gospel. And so uh, last week I was in Kentucky with my wife Heather, and we were speaking at an all-women's conference. Damn, I was the only guy at an all-women's conference. But what a blessing they were. They, they loved the Lord. They were eager to learn. And uh, there was about 450 women there. My wife did two breakout sessions. and. A lot of people were, were learning about Bible prophecy, and it kicks off their series on Revelation. So I encourage anybody, if they want their churches or ministries, are looking forward to get a deep in the study of uh, Bible prophecy, especially the book of Revelation, that, you know, come contact us here at Land and Line Ministries, and we'd be happy to help you out either by speaking or giving you the resources to help you teach it yourself. Uh, that is awesome, Nathan. Thank you so much for sharing that with our audience. And I think that is very important because we notice, hey, Bible prophecy is for everyone young, older, uh, different backgrounds, and, and it's the same message. It's a message of encouragement, right, Nathan? 
Exactly. Uh, Bible prophecy is a, a message of hope, and what we actually covered today has a lot of hope built into it. Uh, praise the Lord. And Nathan, of course, maybe someone just tuned in and they're new to the Lamb and Lion ministry. Once again, can you give us your contact information and maybe your, uh, uh, your, where they can get more information regarding your ministry? Well, our, our ministry is Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. It was founded by our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan. And uh, for the last 35 years now, we're actually at our anniversary. The ministry has been teaching Bible prophecy all over the world, through radio, uh, through television, through our internet site at lamblion.com. So if folks want to learn more about our ministry, they can visit us at lamblion.com. Excellent. Thank you, Nathan. And I also always enjoy your insight uh, information videos. I have one pulled up behind me. And can you talk to us a little bit about that just quickly? Well, for those who don't really know anything about Bible prophecy, we created these one-minute videos called Bible Prophecy Insights. And the purpose of them is to go out there on YouTube and Vimeo and other online video networks and teach people a little about Bible prophecy in a compelling and visually interesting way. It's all computer animated. And from there, they can come back to our website and learn much more about uh, the Bible. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan. And I want to encourage anyone watching or listening to take advantage of these wonderful, wonderful resources. And also the conference you just did, Nathan, that's still available, right? Yes, our, we have a large annual conference, and many of those videos are available. Uh, the streaming video will be up the rest of this week. Once this month is over, we'll, we'll be taking it down. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and again, I praise the Lord for all those churches, including Calvary Chapel Aventura, who showed up via live <laughs> streaming to watch our conference. Thank you so much, Nathan. Well, it was our pleasure. We just want everybody listening and watching to grab hold of these wonderful resources because you guys do an excellent job in archiving everything. You have blog, newsletters, iTunes, iPod, podcasting. I mean, there's no excuse for people not to learn Bible prophecy, right, Nathan? Right, exactly. We want to get the message out. It's an exciting time. Jesus Christ is coming back in every technical way possible, just like you folks over at T-Wave. You know, we're trying to get the gospel out. Praise the Lord. Well, Nathan, we've been very excited as we've been looking at the book of Revelation and God's mighty angels and just the incredible work that we see them involved in uh, in the book of Revelation. And, of course, uh, for the past few weeks, you and I, we were looking at Revelation 17 and 18, and we were talking about uh, the great whore, great Babylon, and its fall. Can you recap for us what that was all about? Well, as we get to Revelation chapter 17 and 18, we were introduced to a character in Revelation called the Mystery Babylon, or the Great War of Babylon. Uh, chapter 17 and 18 are actually two different, it's hard to explain, it's, one, it's called Mystery Babylon for a reason. <laughs> and so, by reading the first uh, chapter 17, you realize that Mystery Babylon is a one-world religion that exists in the first half of the Tribulation, the first 3.5 years of the Tribulation. And the purpose of it is to get the world to lock arms, sing kumbaya, and make their own religion. Uh, the Antichrist and the false prophets hate it. They destroy it midway. The Antichrist goes into the temple uh, in Jerusalem, the newly built temple, declares himself to be God. And then he and his false prophet have the world no longer follow that religion. He destroys that religion, and he worships himself. We get into chapter then 18 of Revelation, and you can tell now it's a shift that Babylon is no longer the mystery harlot Babylon religion, but a political empire led by the Antichrist and, of course, fueled by Satan and his demonic hordes. So what you've got is a world system, a world government, ruled by Satan himself through the Antichrist. Excellent. And, uh, 
Excellent point, Nathan. And, and, and thank you for clarifying that for us because we don't necessarily believe that this is talking about uh, the, um, you know, uh, Dave Hunt and others wrote a book regarding the Catholic uh, religious system. But what you're telling us is this really more ecumenical. This is a whole system, religious system, and also political as well. Well, post rapture, of course, you've had the rapture of the church gone, so there's no Christian influence for a little right. while until people start getting saved again. And then you've also got um, the destruction of Islam because of the gods, Magog, until 38 and 39. Uh, the world will be looking for strong leadership, as the Bible talks about economic collapse, and yes. wars, and fears. And so the lock arms in this new ecumenical, meaning um, multi-faith, multi-denomination, that's what ecumenical means, and they'll lock arms and they'll follow this religion but and they'll ride the empire of the Antichrist as he ascends to power. But the Antichrist wants worship of himself, worship of Satan. And so he's got to destroy this and he does, three and a half years in, and that one world religion doesn't exist anymore. Now for centuries people believe that the Catholic Church plays a large role in this mystery of Babylon and maybe it does. And that's a great point, Nathan. And that's why, since we are not going to be here, we'll be watching maybe from the balconies of heaven, right? <laughs> but, but for right now, we just want individuals to know that this is going to be something that is going to be set up, uh, well, in the future, after the rapture, in the, tri in the tribulation time. Excellent, Nathan. And of course, Nate, you know, we don't want to leave people hanging because, of course, we're looking at the works of these incredible mighty angels. And then from chapter 17, chapter 18, we look forward and the next event there that they're proclaiming is in chapter 19, verse 17. Uh, they're uh, talking about this uh, great supper of God. But some other things happen in uh, chapter 19 there in the opening verses. We see the wedding uh, feast of the Lamb and also Christ's return on a white horse. Can you briefly talk to us a little bit about those events there? Well, we've shifted from the scene on earth to the scene in heaven. So what we've got in heaven, of course, is God and all his angelic realm. We also have the uh, Old Testament saints there. We have the raptured church, church being all those who were saved from Pentecost right. to the rapture that are there. And then increasingly, there are those Christians called tribulation saints who are being martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ during the tribulation. And they increasingly are showing up too as they die. The Antichrist spends most of his time trying to kill both Christians and Jews during the tribulation. So that's the scene here in heaven. So we shifted from the scene from earth to the scene from heaven. Right. And while earth is suffering disasters and wars and murders and, and great judgments, here in heaven we're seeing celebrations and rejoicing yeah. and, and partying. And it's <laughs> a totally different picture of what's going on down on earth. Nathan, I love that because there will be celebration in heaven. These are wonderful things that we look forward to. And, of course, it's not all gloom and doom. I know there's going to be millions of Christians that are going to die for their faith. But look at what awaits them. They're rejoicing. They're with the Lord forever. And that's what we see in here. And also, as we talk about these that are dressed in fine linen, there in Revelation chapter 19, uh, verse 8, it talks about believers. Yeah, and I just love the fact that they're celebrating. And uh, Look at verse 6, for instance. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, to the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Isn't that awesome? And, and, and then verse 9 there, 19 says, When he said 
to me, write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are true. And so here we're talking, we're, we're looking at two different suppers, right? In heaven, we see this wonderful supper, uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb. And then when we get to uh, chapter 19, verse 17, we're going to see uh, another totally different supper, right, Nathan? Exactly. Again, on earth is tragedy, and heaven is rejoicing. And here, when it's talking about the marriage supper, then that can get a little confusing. Uh, especially when the church, uh, those believers are called the bride of Christ. God calls us the bride of Christ. In other words, Jesus died so that people could be saved. And yes. those who are Christians, who are part of the church, who got saved for the last 2,000 years, we were taken up to heaven, and then there's a great celebration, a great rejoicing called the marriage supper of the Lamb, as the Lord is reunited with his bride, in other words, with his church, with those he has sacrificed and died for. Mm -hmm. And there's a great party. You've got the Old Testament saints and those tribulation saints and the angels there as guests to this party. And there's a great, great celebration up in heaven. The Lord's work is coming to an end here for this era. And uh, so the, the reuniting, it's like a, uh, think of it as a family reunion. You know, you go, right. you haven't seen your family in decades or <laughs> years, and you're celebrating, and you're, you guys have a big picnic, and there's games, and talking about old times, and, and that's what this is. It's a great celebration up in heaven as the Lord is reunited with his church. That's awesome. And I love that, Nathan, you pointed out that's the beautiful scene that is going to be in heaven. And then, of course, uh, verse 11 there, 19, then we see another scene that's going to be taken up on earth. And we see, again, the appearance of this white horse, which, of course, this is not the same white horse of Revelation 6.1, right, Nate? Correct. It's not the Antichrist. The Antichrist, in the very first judgment upon the earth, the Lord releases the Antichrist who rides out on a white horse. In other words, a white horse has always symbolized victory, a kingship, rulership. And the Antichrist goes out with an, a bow but no arrows. In other words, he conquers the world first through diplomacy and peace, or fake peace, really. But that's not this white horse. This is the true white horse. This is the actual true king on his true white war charger. And Jesus Christ is preparing to come back to earth at the second coming and defeat evil. So we're seeing some things going on in the heavenly realm. One, we're seeing the marriage supper of the Lamb. Then we're seeing the preparations for Jesus Christ's return. And earlier, uh, you can read in 2 Corinthians 5.10, there's also the judgment of the just. In other words, those who are brought to heaven then will receive judgment for the works done on earth. Now, the work of Jesus Christ is the saving work. That's been done. So this isn't a judgment for heaven or hell. This is a reward time. It's report card time. Amen. If you got good grades, you know, you get your star, your dollar, whatever. Uh, this is much bigger. Your, your rewards in heaven are, are new names, uh, uh, great robes, uh, fancy crowns, uh, the chance to be with the Lord forever and worship Him, to be honored before the Father for the work that Jesus Christ did in our lives. And so those three things are the main things going on in heaven. The judgment of the just, the marriage supper of the Lamb, and now the preparations to return with Christ back to earth. That is fantastic. Thank you, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tune into The Truth with Set Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking here at Revelation chapter 19. So, Nathan, I'm glad that you shared the rewards part because we come to recognize that we as Christians we don't have to do anything to earn our salvation, but we can do things to earn rewards, right, Nate? Right, right, and the rewards are really interesting. It's not about us carrying around big crowns or fancy robes or, or, or giving ruling authority with Jesus because he says we will rule and reign yeah. with him. It's about worshiping of the Lord, of what he did by dying on the cross for our sins. And those earth 
So you gotta ask yourself, what kind of good works are you doing here on this earth that you'll be using to worship the Lord forever? Will you have a tiny little tiara, or will you have a magnificent crowd to show the Lord? So what we do here on earth really matters in the eternal state. Absolutely, and Nathan, that's why I wanted to clarify that, because we know that, you know, it's very important for us to be faithful with everything that the Lord has entrusted to us, much like what you and I are doing here for years with our program. We're just being faithful uh, with the little, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. And every time we do this from the bottom of our hearts, the Lord promises there's a reward uh, for all that we do for Him. Right, Nate? Right, right. And the Lord isn't stingy when it comes to that at all. <laughs> Uh, there, there is a great summary. Because, you know, it's not just what we do. We've got to be, of course, faithful and open to the Lord's leading. But it's allowing the Holy Spirit to work through yes. us to reach Absolutely. God's goals. And that's what the reward is. It's a reward of faith. It's a reward of trust. And it's a reward of letting the Holy Spirit do His work through us. Mm -hmm. And what an amazing life you can have when you let the Holy Spirit run your life yes. and serve the Lord. Uh, very well put. Thank you so much, Nathan. And maybe you're watching and you're listening at this current time. Maybe you don't think your life is very important. Well, it is. When you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, it all makes sense. And God turns anything around and everything around for His glory. So I want to encourage those of you watching and those of you listening as we make our way through the program. Open your heart to Jesus. Know how much He loves you and what a wonderful plan He has for your life. And even though we're going to be talking about some very powerful things here in the next few verses, we want you to know that if you put your trust in Jesus Christ, these will not apply to you. So Nathan, will you be able to take us now there, Revelation 19, beginning on verse 17 and on for our viewers and listeners that maybe don't have a Bible? Certainly, certainly. Well, uh, let me just back up just a bit with verse 11. We have again Jesus Christ returning to earth, and the armies are following. Now we're talking about the angels of Revelation, so these could be the angelic armies following Jesus, and I believe they are. But it also says, if you go back a little, and that these are the, also the saints. Uh, they're arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. In other words, brother, that's us. That's, that's right. You and me following Jesus Christ on his great white horse, us. all decked out in splendor, his robe dipped in blood of his enemies. He, he has the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords written on his thighs, and all his magnificence. Jesus Christ is returning, not as a suffering I am, but a conquering lion. And you and me, brother, and all those who have accepted Jesus as Savior are following him on our own horses as we head back to earth. Man, what a sight. You know, Nathan, that's why I think this is one of the most exciting uh, passages when you really think about Jesus Christ. And, and you know, uh, I love it, Nathan. You, Dr. Reagan wrote the book uh, there in Revelation, and, he, and, he, and the front of the book, and actually his DVD series, he has Jesus on this white horse, right, Nathan, with the crown. And, and it's just a beautiful, marvelous scene, and we're going to be part of this. Yes, that's one of those uh, great Revelation Illustrated Arts by Pat Marvinko Smith. And she drew what could look like, you know, a return of Jesus Christ. And there it is. He's he coming back to King. I think of, uh, if you follow the Lord of the Rings series, there's yeah. the return of the King. And that was actually written to parallel kind of the return of Jesus Christ. As he returns as King Aragorn, so to speak. In other words, he is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He comes back to rule and reign on this earth. His armies are following both angelic and believers in Christ. And we are there not to fight, but to witness Jesus' yes. victory as he takes it on himself. So I had to go back, sorry, and, and get a little bit of background here before we get into the next section in 11, and, excuse me, 17. So 
so that we know what's going on when Jesus is coming back here. That was fantastic, Nathan, and I think that was very important. Just in case someone was, that wasn't part of the previous programs don't all of a sudden go, hey, what happened to the rest of the story? Well, <laughs> we gave him a recap. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah. And this is what the, the world's been waiting for, at least the Christian world's been waiting for. You know, 500 verses in the Old Testament, and one in every 25 verses in the New Testament talk about the return of Jesus yes. Christ. It's one of the most discussed subjects in all of the Bible uh, related to prophecy. And here it is. We're there. We're at the climax. Jesus Christ, after seven years, is coming back to put an end to Satan, his false prophet, and the Antichrist. And that's where we pick up in verse 17. Mm, awesome. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, if you can read those for us, that would be fantastic. Okay. Well, again, we're introduced to another angel. Uh, verse 17 says, Then I saw an angel standing in the sun. Now, wow, is he standing in the sun or is he standing in front of the sun? I don't know, but whatever it is, this is a pretty powerful <laughs> angel, right? And he's a, yet another messenger of God. So he says, Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the great for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. Woof! That is an incredible passage. And Nate, of course, I mean, just this verse right there brings together a lot of other passages there in Matthew and also in Isaiah. Can you talk to us a little bit more? What exactly is this all about? Well, what we have is an angel declaring another feast. Now, we just read about the marriage supper, a great feast in heaven, a celebratory feast. But now we're going to see a feast on earth. But it's it's almost like it's the coin where you see one side and you see the other. Here we've got on one side great rejoicing in heaven, on the other side great suffering on earth. And it's all suffering due to the sin of man, the rebellion against God and God judging evil. So here we're at the end of the tribulation. Seven years, 21 judgments, great suffering, and the battle of Armageddon is about to start. That's the final battle where the Antichrist and his armies are putting down rebellions from the east, but then are also attacking and trying to finally destroy Jerusalem. Israel and the Jewish people themselves are their final last, they're not their last ring, brother. They are about to be destroyed. Right. There's no hope for them, and that's when Jesus comes at the very last second. It's like watching TV, you know, and, and the bomb's about to blow up, but they cut the wires at the one-second mark. <laughs> Jesus is coming at the one-second mark for the Jewish people, and that's when he shows up right here. And But beforehand, he has an angel come out, and he calls all the birds of the earth to come for a great feast. And what are they feasting on? They're feasting on kings, captains, mighty men, horses, people free, uh, slaves, could be slaves at that time period. And so what he's saying is, the armies of the Antichrist are going to be destroyed, and God is inviting the birds to eat their flesh, as, uh, almost a mark of contempt right. against uh, the armies. And we see that happening, Nathan. Sometimes you're driving down a road and you see a dead carcass, right? And you see the vultures sort of like just hanging out and, and waiting. And here we're talking about an incredible event that is really one of the most gruesome things in, in history, but it's going to be a reality. That's the kind of battle that the Bible says is going to happen in the last days. Right. Carrion birds are very common on the battlefields after the, the war. You get the dead bodies lying all over and the birds start coming down and, and it's a very bad uh, desecration, unless you're a Zoroastrian who believes that that's when you die you should be put out there and have the birds eat you, but uh, all other cultures see it as a desecration of the yeah. body. 
And that's what happens. In other words, we, we, both kings and peasants are equal on this battlefield. The Antichrist gathers all his armies mm-hmm. of the world together. So we're talking about everybody in his kingdom coming at one last ditch battle to destroy, destroy Jerusalem and prevent Jesus Christ from returning. And here Jesus Christ comes, and before he even sets the mark, before he even begins <laughs> the battle, he's already calling the bird that you come, you eat, because they're going to be dead. And that's what's just about to happen. And that's very encouraging, Nathan, because, you know, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You know, we, oh, yeah. we don't need to necessarily fear the enemy. We just need to recognize, hey, call on the name of Jesus. And here, like you mentioned, even before, he's already said, hey, we've got the victory. Exactly. You know, we see Satan winning battle after battle after battle, especially in these times and these end times. It just seems like he just wins all the right. time, and, and then right. we lose. But this is, again, a reminder when we read this that the battles might be lost here and there, but the war will be won by yeah. Jesus Christ. Woo, praise the Lord. Nathan, what a mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful way uh, to put that. And, of course, we only have a few minutes with the first segment of our program. And maybe you're watching, maybe you're listening, and you're considering now, wow, am I going to be part of this? Well, the answer is that if you place your trust in Jesus Christ, uh, no. Because we believe, again, as Nathan and I have been sharing, that we believe an event is going to happen. It's called the rapture of the church, and that's going to be uh, for all believers. And, Nathan, maybe someone is out there who doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, maybe they are a little bit scared, a little bit concerned. Uh, how can they maybe start that relationship right now, Nate, so that they don't have to worry or fear? Well, John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he yes. gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so what we need to do is place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, accept his free gift of salvation, yes. which he died, paid for by dying on the cross. Mm-hmm. And pray in your heart, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And he promises to do just that. He'll forgive you your sins, Mm. the guilt will go away, you'll have a new life, and you can grab hold of these promises that Jesus gave us and be one of those of God's army, following him to see him in victory. Do you want to be following Jesus or do you want to be facing Jesus? Mm. That's what you have to ask yourself. Oh, what a great way to put it, Nathan. And right now what you just offer for people is hope to be able to be gathered together and not to be facing Jesus. So, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that wonderful word of encouragement. Again, you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we look at our Revelation chapter 19 and 20. And our time is pretty much up for the first segment of our program, but our lines will remain open in case you are in need of prayer. If you have a question or comment, give us a call, 305-992-9537 or 321-363-8463, 321 end time or text us. And we'll be more than glad to pray for you or answer any questions that you might have. So we thank you for tuning in for the first segment of our program. And we pray that you can stay tuned into the second segment of our program as we will be right back. Nathan Jones, thank you so much for being part of the first segment of our program. What a wonderful program. Praise the Lord. Good to be here. Awesome. We will be right back. Thank you all for tuning in. Big Batista, Nathan Jones. For the rest of you, may you have a wonderful, wonderful week. May the Lord be with you.